This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Aaron Hawksworth and PJ Glasser with you on this Tuesday. We're going to play Love It or Fade It. So Mario came up with some topics, and we'll decide if we love it or fade it. Mario, do you want to introduce them, or you want me to do it? Yeah, I can do it for you guys and tee you guys up. All right, let's go. All right, for the first one, the Boston Celtics versus Golden oh, State boy. Warriors in the NBA Finals, <laughs> plus 1,800. Love it or fade it? Aaron, what do you think? I kind of love it. I mean, if they can, if the, we were talking about this yesterday, if the Warriors can't, nobody's talking about this Golden State team, but they do have... Steph Curry, they have experience. If they can get things together, I, I think you can't count the Warriors out. I think the Warriors are a team that wouldn't would scare some people. Come playoff time, I wouldn't want to face them. So I don't hate it, actually, at 18 to 1. Let's do it. I'm in. It's a decent price for, for a rematch between the two teams. I'm going to fade it, though. I, I like Phoenix. That's my team out of the West. Uh, and then I still like the Bucks in the East. We got some pretty good news out of Giannis yesterday that it's a short-term injury and not a long-term, so that's good. I like the Suns and the Bucks, though. Boston, obviously, I mean, no, no argument there that they could be the team to represent the East. Golden State, it just, to me, it doesn't feel like it's their season. The, the way it started with Jordan Poole and Draymond Green getting into that altercation and the way that Steph's been injured, they're 7-22 and 22 on the road this season. I don't, like, I, I don't like how things have been going for the Warriors. I know you can't count them out when it comes to the playoffs, but I'm going to fade. I like the Suns and the Bucks meet up in the finals. Ugh, take the job, PJ. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Taking the chalk. All right. I'm with Aaron. I actually kind of like this bet a lot. I get those odds, too. Golden State Warriors gets healthy. I mean, if GP2 is the GP2 he is last year, and I don't know, he's not getting shot up to play games for the Warriors, and Curry can come back and be himself. Could be really good. And could be their own last stance, because who knows where Jeremiah Green's going to be next year. Um, the Sacramento Kings at plus 500 to win the Pacific Division. Love it or it oh yeah this one this one i i love oh this one i love guys i like sacramento so right now they're leading the pacific they're one game up on the clippers one and a half games up on phoenix three and a half games up on golden state six games up on the lakers what i like is that sacramento is going to be a team that because they're so young 
they're going to continue to play hard. They've never been in this position before. They know they're the only show in town in Sacramento. They got a young, young nucleus that's fun. And they're going to go all out to try and win the division in the regular season. These teams like the Clippers, Phoenix, Golden State, they're all looking big picture. They don't care about the division. They don't care whether they're a one seed or they're a seven seed. Their mindset, as long as we get in, we're going to have a shot at going to the finals. So I actually really like that play. I like the value at plus 500 just because I think Sacramento unquestionably is going to be the most motivated team in that division to continue to keep their foot on the gas throughout the remainder of the regular season. I'm with you. I actually already bet this. Shout out to Trista Crick. She put me onto this in November, and I still like it. Um, There's some tough teams in this division, but Mike Brown is an incredible coach. What he's been able to do to this Kings team, Sabonis is one of my favorite players, and what De'Aaron Fox has been able to do is super impressive as well. So I'm not, I'm already invested, so obviously I'm biased. I would, I don't want to see my bet lose, but this is going to be tough. I mean, if you look at the records of the teams in this division, that's probably why you're, you can still find a bit of value at five to one to still make that bet on the Kings, but I love it. I'm in. Yeah, I'm, I honestly love it too. Phoenix Suns going to take a little bit for Katie to get in that rotation. And Chris Paul is pretty – he's got a lot of miles on him, and they're going to really need him come playoff time. So I could see them resting him a lot. We also just talked about the Warriors and all the injuries that they have. And then the Clippers, Kawhi is going to sit out for, you know, five games in a row randomly. PG is going to do the same. They're going to rest guys. Lakers, they're a crap show. So um, I like that bet a lot. Russell Westbrook. The stat machine himself for six man of the year is a bet now at plus 2,000. Just got a new team yesterday that did absolutely nothing in terms of line movement for the Clippers. Um, So what do you guys think? Love it or fade it? What do you think, Aaron? I'm fading it. I can't do anything Russell Westbrook anymore. I think calling him a cancer is probably a bit much, but it just doesn't seem to work. Like, if you gave the Lakers true serum, they're probably so happy they got him out of there. I just think it just doesn't work. He has a hard time finding chemistry. He doesn't seem like a bad guy, but for some reason as a teammate on the court, I'm just not – a believer. I'm not buying in. His style of play just doesn't seem to work on many teams, and that's why we see him going from team to team to team. If he was a great teammate, if he was going to win sixth man of the year, he probably would have done so or stayed with the Lakers and had that opportunity to do it there. I'm just – I'm not a believer. I'm out on this. I'm with Aaron. I'm I'm fading this as well. And what I think hurt what hurts him is the three guys ahead of him. One of the guys is going to be his new teammate, Norman Powell. So the fact that now you're you're splitting time with Norman when the second rotation comes in and you're competing for stats with him, I think that hurts Russ. Um, you know, Brogdon has really been the guy for for Boston and he was their big free agent acquisition. He's played great for them this season. He's minus 165 right now on BetMGM. Tough for me to not see him winning. I think Tyrese Maxey would be the guy if I would take a, a shot at. Could be somebody, especially, we were talking about this kind of a little bit with, with Embiid possibly, that you know if there's 
value in Embiid for the MVP market. It's if Philly does well here down the stretch. I think the same could be said with Maxi. If Philly does well, it's probably because he's going to be scoring the ball a lot off the bench. So that would be the guy I would look at. I don't think it's Russ, but I do think Brogdon probably ends up winning the award. Yeah, it is crazy that Russell Westbrook had the best odds to win the sixth man of the year just like three weeks ago. And then now he's, you know, gotten a little more down with the rest of the guys, and now he's on a different team, but still in the same city. Um, I'm fading this as well, just with Norman Powell on that same roster. You mentioned it, PJ, in that same rotation. Powell's a lot better player than Westbrook. I think Westbrook will be a solid piece for the Clippers. It's, I don't think he's going to be like life-changing for them in that second unit. But I think he's going to do good for them. But anything for six-man of the year, I see it. I, I don't see that going at all. I think it's Malcolm Brogdon or probably nothing, sadly. I wish it was something could pop up. Maybe the Sixers go on a run. But if the Sixers go on a run, it's likely because of this man, and that man is Joel Embiid. Can he finally get it? Can he finally get MVP? Can he do it? He's been playing good basketball. A lot of numbers point to him taking MVP, but at plus 450, do you love it or do you fade it right now? Aaron, what do you think? I am going to fade it. I mean, the Sixers do have the third best record in the East. And I think that is something impressive to consider. I just don't see him winning it over Jokic right now. Giannis has won it twice. I doubt he's going to win it. And now he's got a wrist injury. He's probably going to miss a little time. That could hurt his case. If I know this isn't part of it, but if I'm looking for some value, I think Jason Tatum is intriguing at 16 to one. Uh, the Celtics obviously are the best in the East. So for him to have that much value, that's crazy to me. But I, I just can't do the Embiid thing. I'm out. I, I agree with Aaron on this. You know, I think if there's a guy to look at, it would be Tatum, 16-1. to Because keep in mind, too, he just won All-Star Game MVP, right? So he's got a little momentum off of that coming in to the second half of the season now, which helps him. And we, we were kind of so immune to, like, the great start that Boston got off to early in the year. We just kind of took it for granted. And now that Milwaukee's gone on this 12-game win streak, they've closed the gap on that number one seed. If Tatum goes bananas here over the next, like, six, seven weeks, I think there's a shot he could maybe win it. Uh, even though Jokic is the heavy favorite, if somebody goes crazy just because of this narrative that he could win it three times in, in a row, I think there is value there that if somebody goes off, voters would be willing to take a, a shot at voting for another player. But Giannis isn't winning it because they're going to be careful with him and, and his wrist injury. Luka, now that he's got Kyrie there, he's not going to win it either. You know, Embiid, I, I just, we talked about it a little bit in the uh, in the last question with teams and load managing players they're going to be cautious with Embiid too I'm sure they're going to save him and be careful thinking about the playoffs so for me if it's not Jokic and I wouldn't lay the minus 250 with Jokic I think I agree with Aaron Tatum for me at 16 to 1 would be the sprinkle yeah I agree with you guys I think if you like Joel Embiid for MVP, I think this is probably going to be one of his biggest stretches coming up just in their schedule because right after All-Star break, they have a tough one. They play the Grizzlies, they go to the Celtics, they go back to back to Heat, then Mavs, then Bucks. So if you think that right now Embiid is the MVP, he has a lot of games against very 
playoff caliber teams where he's going to have to show that he is the MVP. And they're also going to have to jump some teams in the rankings, i.e. probably get the one or two spot in the Eastern Conference over the Bucks or Celtics. And with the Bucks having Giannis possibly out, that could be a big jump for him. But, yeah, going to be really sad. If Jokic does win MVP, do you think he's cut off from that award? Like, do you think he's going to get voter fatigue for the next two years? Or next, honestly, just career to come? I mean, I thought he was going to get voter fatigue this year, and I think Aaron feels the same way. I didn't think there was a chance he'd win it three years in a row, but it looks like he's going to prove us wrong. So you would think if he does win it this year, there's absolutely no way he does it four years in a row. But with the state of the way the NBA is played nowadays and Jokic's durability, and he continues to just get better and better and better, then, I mean, you can't rule the guy out for maybe doing it a fourth time if he does end up winning it this year. Yeah, I mean, that now that would be outrageous. Has anyone won it four straight times? No. <laughs> I know three, I don't, but yeah, not. Yeah. Yeah. Only four. That, that would be wild. That really Yeah. Would. Then uh, we'd have to question if he's signed some money to the voters. All right, uh, for the next one, for <laughs> love or fade it, Cam Thomas. Does he stay hot? He had a little bit of a hot streak where he was averaging – more than 35 points a game. People are calling it Linsanity. Um, this, can he get most improved player of the year right now plus 6,600 odds right now? He is on this new Nets team with not a lot of uh, playmakers anymore. It's just pretty much him and Mikhail Bridges. So would it be worth a sprinkle for you, PJ? Would it be worth a little, little, little beer money, pizza money? I mean, it's 66 to 1. It's, it's hard not to say no, even though I think odds makers have it that high for a reason, basically telling you that there's no way he's going to win it. To me, this is the award that's the most exciting because you got some serious firepower, right? SGA is having a great year for OKC. Markinen was an all star starter uh, this past weekend for the Jazz. He's having a great year. They're co favorites at plus 130. Guy I like, though, is Brunson at plus 300 because now that he's got his boy Josh Hart back with him, they used to play at Villanova together. They feed so well off one another. Uh, Brunson would be the guy that I think has some value there at plus 300. You know, OKC, the market that they play in, SGA had that great, great stretch, but he's kind of quieted down a little bit. Marketing, same thing with the market that he plays in. The Jazz are now out of the playoff picture if it started today. Don't love him. Brunson would be my guy at, at plus 300 that I actually like to win this award. Listen, I just have a feeling Shea Butter is going to win this one. It just feels like there's been a lot of buzz between Shea Gilgis Alexander and Lori Markkinen. I think Shea's going to win it. I, I wouldn't have a bet here, but I did shop around. The best number you can find on Cam Thomas wait for it 90 to 1 so at wow. 90 to 1 i would definitely sprinkle that because that's that's some value right there agreed yeah that's that's nice oof 90 to 1 yeah i, I took it at 66 to 1 so like 90 to 1 you have more than my attention uh i, I really <laughs> like this a lot i mean he's like they don't have a lot of playmakers there's a lot of spot up shooters on that team so it's mikhail bridges and him he can get it going. I mean, let's say he just has a couple more 30-point games and then a couple more rideouts and they make it to the playoffs. Like, who knows? Maybe he can get it, but who knows? Worth the, worth the sprinkle for your money. And then I can just shop at Fresh Time. Are you going to double down and also sprinkle the 90-to-1? I'll tell you which book has it in the break. 
<laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> this is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. And I love asking lead trader Seamus McGee, take us behind the curtain. What are people betting on right now? I find it intriguing. That's next on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.